Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 314. In this special podcast, me and Linz took a trip to our local comic book store for free comic book day. And on the way, we decided to bring the recorder to discuss Avengers Infinity War. So major uh, spoiler warning, we talk about the movie, so if you have not seen it yet, don't listen to this episode. And with that being said, this is pretty much all that we talk about within this show today. So with that, simple enough title and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 314, FCBD, Avengers Infinity War Discussion. job have to do with free you have no money i could have a job i could have money and and i could still love free comic book day yeah (laughs) why do you love free comic book day because i love free comics see the way the word free is the deciding factor in why we love free comic book day yes that's fair so we are on our way to the comic book store because besides recording normally we just record our everyday lives when yeah, we're we driving in the car. Never post them. Yes. <laughs> I do it for blackmail, but I mean, <laughs> Linz doesn't always know that I have a recorder on me. That's creepy. Yeah, that is kind of creepy. <laughs> well, now you know. Also, I quit. <laughs> After this recording. Yes. <laughs> you can quit all you want. I'm still going to record everything and then. <laughs> I just have to secretly post our oh, conversations. God, it's terrifying. Not our hack and slash together ones. <laughs> so we are going to get some free comic books. I honestly didn't really read up on what the comics that were coming out this year was because normally I would have a sense of what I want to see, but most places they only limit you to three. I don't want to like get my hopes up for a certain couple and then right. not... I do know there's a Power Rangers one, so I know that's going to be one of my three. Yeah, there's a Tank Girl one that I want for sure. See, I loved it when I'd go with more multiple people, and we could kind of, like, all talk about which ones, and then we would read them and then share them amongst ourselves yeah. so that we could really get a plethora of the comic books. Or we'd go to multiple different comic shops and just do it that way. Right. This year, we're just keeping it simple. We're going to Comic Signal. Woo! going to support them there's a couple books that i honestly didn't pick up this week that you know support support our local uh, comic book uh oh yeah places and although this is not where i have my poll at still a comic book shop you well, don't need no. to always go to your main the, one the one that you have your poll list at is uh has a line out the door and around the block to get into it today so the, the my decision to not go to that one was always based on the fact that they're fucking busy on free comic book day well, when I went and picked up my comic books this week which was on a Friday I then go yeah 
I could have easily just came in on Saturday to get my stuff, but then I go, and yeah, that's not true at all, because no. it wouldn't have been easy getting on in. No. Line. Big line. <laughs> and I remember when this town used to have a lot more than, I mean, I feel like there's really only Vault of Midnight and Comic Signal. Well, there's Tardies, right? Well, and, and there's Goldmine, gold but like, mine. there's those four. Well, there's one on the um, southeast side, too, over off of uh, 36. Do you know the name of it? I can't fucking... The Outer Limits? Oh, yeah. That yeah. one's still in... Yeah, it's still... I drove past it the other day, and I was like, oh, man, that's still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there used to be, like, double or triple yeah. that within town. And as they always say with, you know, brick-and-mortar stores, they're still always going to be here, but are they? Right. And they've had a resurgence. So, like, Vault of Midnight and Comic Signal are both new. Newer stores. Whereas... Parties and Goldmine have been around for a while, so, you know, it, it, it depends on the season and the reason. <laughs> Every night I stay up dreaming of having Drunk on Comics finally be its real, <laughs> real place. In but, your bar slash comic book store yes. slash podcast studio. Ah, I can't wait till I win the lottery to make that happen. <laughs> I'm already just daydreaming of the perfect location. So, yeah, so without... Uh, kind of knowing full well and like reviewing some of the free comic books because well we don't have them in our hand yet and we are just on our way to and from the store we figure this is now an easy time to discuss avengers infinity war yes because i finally watched it well that's that's not just the only reason i was going to still talk about it whether you've seen it or nah, not you're a dick yep uh but also just because it's something that we we truly haven't discussed amongst ourselves because it took Lynn's forever to watch the movie. Okay, it was like, I watched it on Tuesday. Okay. On Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> a couple was, days later. Yes. <laughs> However, we, we, you know, kept it to a minimum. Because also, too, like, I've talked with it with a bunch of people who I then was planning on recording uh, some shows about it with and then just realizing, I mean, I brought up all those theories and thoughts with those people. But, Lynn, you're a whole fresh new set of ears. Yes, great. <laughs> I want to first, uh, what's your score overall on, this, on the oh, movie? Oh, this movie was a 10, for sure. There was nothing about this movie I didn't like. It lived up to the hype? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I knew it would. Like, you can't, you can't make 19 really awesome movies and build a story for 10 years and then have it be shitty. Like, that's just, you can't do it. You just, you just can't do it. Yeah. It would be... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be damn near impossible yeah. to have fucked it up. But, I mean, there could have been even some small little uh, nuances within the movie that could have really made some people be like, I didn't like that one part. It was flawless. It, it was. was. And it was, as everyone says, I hate Joseph Campbell's uh, Hero's Journey. I learned about it in mythology and in writing class and every story can pretty much go down to the hero's journey and I fucking hate it because I don't feel that I hate it. I hate saying that every single story is the same one but it's a compelling enough book that it kind of makes it say yes, there's a beginning, middle, and end. What is crazy about Avengers Infinity War is there was a huge hero's journey. Oh yeah. And a lot of people talk about Thor. Oh. However, he's not the one that had the hero's journey. The hero's journey is the person that wins in the end. Yeah. And this whole movie should have been Avengers Thanos Origins. Right. 
That would have been a better title because holy shit, did this make Thanos... This was, I've said it before, the, the best Thanos I've ever read right. or seen. So the most compelling villains, right, are the villains that don't think that they're villains. They're the hardest ones to beat because they are fighting for a cause that they deem worthy, and that's 100% what Thanos is doing in this movie. 100%. He doesn't think that what he's doing is wrong. He doesn't view it as something that he should be fighting people to stop. Like, he thinks his goal is going to save everybody in the world. And not only that, but it's not that he's... I mean, he is crazy. He is the Mad Titan, but... Is he really that mad when he's he's kind of doing it at random? He's not like it's kind of chaotic. It's kind of you know right. poetic in a sense of you don't know who he didn't even know if he would snuff himself out. Right. Oh, and by the way, that that was kind of his goal too. I mean, anyone that's listening still has seen the movie, but having the trope for people that have never read the comic book series that was kind of what he wanted to do wipe out half the universe right the thanos that is now kind of wants to get into pretty much destroy the whole universe with the whole last thanos wins they had him pretty much go to the future to finally fight the silver surfer who is the last living creature and then to have king thanos die at the hands of the young thanos that he brought to the future that is one of the many different universes that could have happened. However, I loved this character more because he went back to his roots of just, yeah, just kill half the half the universe. But not only that, but he was not obsessed with death. Right. And that made me happy because I although that death is always his his go-to love his his own sense of him being I don't want to say worthy but him being right I think is the one step ahead of death but not only that but if you would have put death within this movie as his one true love right he would never would have gotten that soul stone no so you need to remove the love from right. the books and replace it with love another his, love yeah what did you think of that whole I so, if you would have told me that that's the way it would have turned out, and since we're being spoilery, uh, if you would have told me that Thanos had actual love for Gamora as his daughter, I would have been like, you're fucking, that's bullshit. But when they, the way they build it, with showing how he saved her from, he didn't really save her, he just chose not to include her in all the people that he killed on her planet. <laughs> but he, he he shows it to her, or he explains it to her as he saved her, right? Um, and how tender he was with that child. Um, they really actually did a really good job of doing that and then showing when he was trying to get the soul stone and how she was like, you don't love anybody, you don't, you're never gonna get this, and he's crying and I'm like, oh my god, he does love Gamora, that's crazy. Because he is will that's again, that's what makes him a compelling villain. He's willing to sacrifice the literally the only thing he loves. And the crazy part about that is it's what they always say the the unworthy the untrustworthy narr narrator. Mm -hmm. I can fucking speak. And how 
was he really telling the truth of all that stuff? But, I mean, I guess the Soul Stone would know if yeah. he truly loved her or not. Because you can go back to, he also saved Nebula, but he also pitted them next against each other. Mm-hmm. He obviously didn't really love Nebula. No. But, yeah, he re- truly did, yeah. and you felt that it was truthful, and then you kind of you have to believe it because he got the Soul Stone. Right. Well, even, and how about that Red Skull? I was not expecting him to pop up You know at what? All. Yeah, well, speaking of that um, that scene right there, you're not expecting that. Did you kind of notice, like, his clothes, he was less Hydra-y, more shadowy, you know, having a hood. He talked about being able to see many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of harkens back to Original Sin, the comic book series, when what ended up happening being one of the big things that came out of that, besides Thor being unworthy was Nick Fury, the original one, becoming this new being called the Unseen. Right. This new cosmic being, because they pretty much got rid of the Watchers. I don't know why they did, but, hey, there's no more Watchers really watching everything. Right. But you have this one cosmic being that has one of the Watchers' eyes, so I guess it still has its powers. I almost feel like that's what they drew from for having the Red Skull, because... A, they pretty much was explaining he was right there with the Soul Stone. Right. But he can never get it because he never loved anything. Right. And not only that, but he has the the curse of knowledge, of right. seeing everything, but just being a watcher. Yep. So I feel like his shadowy robes and everything was really taking inspiration from that, which is also kind of a cool comic book tie-in. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of straight up from the comics that tied into this movie. Uh, anything from, obviously, the gauntlet, and right. the stones, right. some of the showdowns. But the biggest one, which we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the different tropes within the movie, but the ending, when you see Farmer Thanos, that's straight up from the comic books. That right. is from Adam Warlock after one of the Infinity War... I think it was Infinity War, not Infinity Crusade. I don't think he was in that. Where... Adam needs needs Thanos' help, and he's like, I'm done. Like, he pretty much like, you know, I've been beaten before. I'm kind of turning over a new leaf. And he was a farmer, and his Thanos armor was set up as a scarecrow out in the field. Mm. That iconic imagery was in the movie that I'm like, yes, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. But besides that, there's a lot of things that are different. And we'll continue that conversation after we go get some books. And holy cow, that was (laughs) busy. It was. It was definitely, I went here last year for Free Comic Book Day, and it's definitely busier than it was. I guess I came later, though, so we did go right when they opened. Yeah, and... I mean, that's how it is hey, every... Bitch, I'm turning. Sorry, guys. You're going to hear me <laughs> road rage from time to time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot be helped. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we got some comic books. Uh, maybe we'll chat about those a little bit later. However, uh, we get back to uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. We last left off with uh, Gamora and her demise. Yes. We have some other people's demises that did you feel that was what would happen? Um, I actually, so are we talking about the first one or are we talking about the end scene? 
<laughs> I mean, we're talking about, we can talk about all of them. So, the, the first one, Loki. Oh, fuck, I even forgot about him. Um, I wasn't overly upset with, although in my head I was like, oh, now he can come back as Lady Loki, because that's what happened in the comic books. <laughs> um, but I think he's dead dead. Uh, he is dead dead. He's got to be. Uh, was necessary, right, to, to amp up Thor's willingness to well, take his Thanos tragedy. on again a second, and his tragedy, which... Oh my god, so that scene, so, okay, this is gonna be definitely one of those reviews that's, like, all over the place. So, <laughs> after, at the beginning, Thanos is on the ship that all the Asgardians are on, and has been there for a while, because pretty much everyone's dead already, um, and then Loki dies, and they fuck Thor up, and they blow up the ship, or whatever, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy pick up Thor, right, which is a hilarious scene in and of itself and uh, I love uh, Star-Lord and Thor's interaction oh. more than anything but you are a boy he is a man I love Drax's interactions <laughs> and when Star-Lord makes his voice real deep and they're like you changed your voice he's like no this is always my <laughs> voice <laughs> there was a but like Drax killed it like, yeah why Gamora <laughs> Or his secret power of turning invisible. Yes, oh He's my god. So... How long have you been standing there? An hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there were... Okay, so there were a lot of good lines uh, before switching gears to that, though. One of my favorite lines was Tom Holland, Peter Parker, I don't want to go. Oh, yeah. You know what that's yeah. from. That's the most perfect of all lines for a British actor... With with Doctor Who, oh, yeah. David Tennant's "I Don't Want to Go" instead of "I Don't Want to Die," mm. like that was purposely probably chosen because of that. Right. Now, one of the things that I heard was that his that performance and that you know death was a little bit more, um, like a little bit longer was two key things. One with Tony Stark going back to Spider-Man when he was telling him, take off the suit, kid. You're done, you know? If anything happened to you, I'd feel personally responsible. Right. So I'm dying in his arms like he feels personally responsible. But not only that, but also they they said, you know, Sam Holland just, you know, die, but he kind of, I mean, he, he did a perfect death scene. That was all him kind of doing it, and that was his line that he decided to choose. And it was just more gut-wrenching than yeah. any of the other ones. Right. Well, With the exception of, I feel, Vision. Oh. Because well, he died twice. Yeah, he did. Which, uh, so there was a website, there's still a website, isvisiondead.net, I believe it is, where, for the longest time, because in the trailers, you see him get uh, Corvus Glaive's uh, scepter, like, thing, knife, like, going to take out his stone. Uh, stone. Right. And so you're like, okay, he's definitely going to be one of the few people that dies right. in this movie. And so there was this website that just, for the longest time, it's just clicked the gauntlet to see if he's dead or not. And for the longest time, it didn't say, no, not yet. Now it goes, yes, Vision <laughs> is dead. There's also 
did Thanos kill dot me? Oh, to see if you're if Thanos killed you. Yeah, yeah. To find out, and then pretty much uh, it seems like it always just says yes, you are one of the sacrificed yeah. or whatever. Very spoileries, but they're also kind of funny in that they're out there though, right? And that more places have reported on them. They're gonna go to the top of Google searches, and for the three people that haven't seen this movie yet. It's the three people we just talked to at the comic book yeah. store who hadn't seen this movie yet. <laughs> I can't believe those three haven't seen it yet. Uh, you know. Um, okay, so going back to before I went off on a tangent with Thor and Star-Lord's funny little interaction. So uh, Thor decides to part ways with the Guardians because he wants to go get weapons from... Volmir? Is that the name of the place? The, the Forge Star? Uh, I don't... Uh, I, I think it's Volmir. Um, and Rocket decides to go with him. So Rocket and Groot go along with Thor to go get weapons because Rocket fucking loves weapons as well and he doesn't want to go where Thanos is. Yeah. Um, but they have this very intense moment on the ship where uh, the happy-go-lucky Thor that you see in Ragnarok, right, which is a departure from the way he was in the first two movies, uh, Rocket pretty much smashes all of that by saying, you've lost everybody in your life. Like, everybody in your life is dead. You, why do you have hope still? Why do you think that this is going to turn out well for you? And Thor's just like, well, it is. <laughs> it just is. It's just what's going to happen. And it was just like, but you could see the switch in his head that was like, flipped where he's like fuck everyone in my life did die and I don't I don't I don't ever think about that because he always is kind of like in Ragnarok he was so funny yeah and that was a departure from what I think they felt they needed to have a funny Thor before a more serious Thor yeah fuck Thor in this movie when that scene after he gets I bet you want to I would (laughs) after he gets his uh, fucking axe, which I was also very excited about because the minute they broke up that mold and they were like, this is the Stormbreaker. I'm like, oh my god, it's the axe! <laughs> it's not the axe, it's another hammer. It's got a hammer side. <laughs> well, they made this one an axe. There's an axe side to it. Beta Ray Bill's hammer, Stormbreaker, yeah. which was molded from Odin after Beta Ray Bill was worthy of Thor. Uh, really great storyline. This was, but this was also, it wasn't really Stormbreaker. The way that it looked looked more like Ultimate Thor's hammer, mm. less uh, because it had a bigger blade than what Stormbreaker typically looks like. I mean, it looks like a smaller hammer with an axe side on it, but right. it still has a flat hammer part. Either or, though, it is badass. badass. And when he comes back, because it also can wield, it can also open the Rainbow Bridge. Mm-hmm. And when he fucking comes back to Earth during the end battle. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's all I have to say. And then the end of that battle, when you're like, when he takes on Thanos, again, I was like, oh my god, because it was the most amazing thing that I've seen Thor ever do, and it was super awesome. And yes, I totally did want to have sex with Thor after that, but also before that, (laughs) and all the time. (laughs) So without having to really touch on every single key major point in the movie ultimately I just want to say it it just was well done the humor I felt was well placed and even sometimes where it felt like 
gallows humor. Like, they shouldn't be joking right now because shit's going wrong. Right. It, it just it felt good. The many jokes against Thanos yeah. uh, were, were top-notch. But I want to, before speculating on where we think this might go and some other key things, did you know that Tom, who, well, I was going to say guess who do you think is the most uh, person to have loose lips within the oh, Avengers? Oh, it's totally Tom Holland. It's also Mark Ruffalo. Oh, is it? They are both, uh, I watched, I, I tried to stay away from some of the the uh, TV guests, uh, celeb shows before seeing Infinity War because I didn't want to have anything spoiled. In which case, Tom Holland did spoil something without even realizing it. So you have like four or five to six different cast members, and since there's so many of them, they're all kind of mixed mash going on Conan, Jimmy Kimmel, what other, other shows there are out there. And, you know, they'll mix in between different ones. And both Mark on one of the shows and then Tom on the other was asked who's the most, you know, loose lips and they both said, uh, you know, they tried not to say they are, but Tom knows that he is. He goes, there was one point when they were going, they sent both of them to like news conference in China promoting where they're like, I feel like they had us both go to the same destination primarily so that if we said something, they could just cut one news feed instead of like multiple. <laughs> so you have these two duo that accidentally say things Tom Holland uh, and it was on Jimmy Kimmel he's with uh, Robert Downey Jr um, I think Josh Brolin was with them too uh, I forget the other two uh, characters or actors but Tom is going on about talking about spoilers and everything and he's like man and, and they're talking about the fake scripts because there are tons of fake scripts on the on the movie set and they're like god who the hell had wrote these fake scripts because they physically wrote right. different scenes and different things and, and Tom was saying how yeah I don't even know if mine was real or not but then when we got to the scenes like Spider-Man in space no way but then I'm like holy crap Spider-Man's in space and everyone oh my God, look on the couch your Tom Holland impression is pretty spot on <laughs> by the way <laughs> thanks uh, Robert Downey Jr. everyone's like just they, their look of awe and they kind of went straight to like almost a commercial break after that because he's like saying you know and I soil things and I just say but you know and then coming back from commercial break he's like shaking his head like as if he just realized what he said and did <laughs> because sure he's not giving away a scene that he's dead unlike when he surprised with the Russo brothers at a showing and goes steals the mic hey everyone I'm alive as if him being alive physically there, meaning he's dead in the movie right. before the premiere. Yeah. That's him. Oh, he's just so, he's so, it's cute because he is just so eager. Uh, yeah. He's totally, like, the way Tom Holland is, is totally the way Spider-Man is. Like, Spider-Man is also just so eager to be fucking part of that team and, oh my god, Iron Spider. Well, like, something... Uh, that, that was, that was suit, awesome. How the suit came to be. Oh, my God. How it was used. Yeah, it was amazing. How, uh, Spider-Man, this Spider-Man is the best Spider-Man that has ever been. It is. Hands I down. love him. Yes, and I look forward to the next Spider-Man movie Yes. so much. Yes. Marvel can really do no wrong. I do want to go back to Mark Ruffalo, though. Something that has resurfaced lately, because at first people thought he was joking. When he was promoting Thor Ragnarok... 
So, you know, before the movie came out, so back uh, October-ish, November, mm-hmm. he uh, was on set with Don Cheadle, which, um, I don't know why Don Cheadle was there, maybe just because they were kind of doing some pre-Infinity War going around, and he was talking about Thor Ragnarok, and he goes, yeah, and you guys won't even believe, if you think that's crazy, you won't even believe uh, when half of us all die. Oh my god. And I think he, was, he said, like, Infinity War would have us all die. And and Don just kind of plays straight-faced and just says something totally different to make it seem as if Mark was just fucking with everyone. Yeah. So, uh, reports and everything at the time didn't really talk about this snafu, this anything, because, well, it was it was a nothing burger, you know? It was Mark just messing around with, with people. Come to find out, that's honestly the ending of the yeah, movie. it is. And now that people know that, they've pulled up the clip, and when you see him realizing what he said too, but they both played it in a way that made it seem like he was joking, kind of helped out a bit to, to hide what he said at the time. Yeah. But holy cow, man, I, I will stay away from any yeah. anything before the next movie involving those two for sure. Now, they have uh, not mentioned what the next uh, title is going to be. Right. And um, they keep saying because they don't want to disappoint people. They keep saying it's going to be a total departure from everything else. They keep saying everything is permanent. And I feel like that's mainly a lie uh, just to make people think that. But what do you speculate is going to happen in the next one? Or what do you think it might be called? Um. Oh, geez. This was Infinity War. I don't. I have no idea. It's Infinity something. <laughs> so I feel like they're gonna be a little more original than that. You think so? Like Avengers: The End. Avengers reassembled. That's what I, I feel. Or disassembled. Yeah. So the idea that the ending of this movie is permanent is we is a weird thing to do since we all know there's a movie coming after that and it's like well what do you what the fuck are you gonna do um i'm looking forward to adam warlock showing up because he has to tony he has to show up i don't think not in he's i feel that if they would have developed him a little bit more had him come out of the cocoon in guardians it would have happened i don't see him being he's the they have the birthing pod with him yes but they've talked about that's going to be in guardians and i don't see him showing up i think captain marvel's going to be the big silver surfer slash adam warlock yeah. person in this movie to really kind of tip the scales in their favor but i yeah i just don't see adam warlock showing up we we obviously know that Brie Larson's Captain Marvel is going to have to show up. I mean, it right. was the Easter egg at the end. Right. Well, I mean, to be fair, Nick Fury called for her, but maybe she also died. I mean, he's just assuming that she didn't also disappear. That'd be a pretty <laughs> shitty tease. Like. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's 50-50 odds that she also is, you know, still alive or is dead. I mean, I love that the communication device is a pager because... But that's not how pagers work. No. They receive texts, not yes. send out. 
It's a shield painter, yeah. to be fair. True. <laughs> and it's funny because her movie takes place in the 90s. So I feel like... Well, that that's going to be the Easter egg ending of that movie is her handing him that pager. pager and yeah. you're going to be like, oh, that's where he got it from. Yeah. Ah. And her fucking off somewhere for 20 years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Going in a stasis pod somewhere. Who yeah. knows? Now, I... That's how I believe that movie is going to come about. And I fully think that within Ant-Man and Wasp, one of the teasers at the end, if Hawkeye isn't in it, which I haven't seen him in any of those trailers, but we do know that we've had scenes of him in the Ronin outfit oh, yeah. in the next movie. I guarantee a ending credit scene of... Because Ant-Man and Wasp happens like right before Infinity War as well. Right. And I feel that in their movie, they're going to find something through the quantum realm that they're going to, which is going to have something to do... I believe Thanos is in Soul World at the end. Kind of orange haze. Yeah. Which is a whole different world universe. I feel that maybe through Ant-Man and Wasp, they're going to find some dimensions that they can teleport through, which will take the people in the next movie. But one of the end credit scenes will show Hawkeye just chilling at his farm with his family, being happily retired, and his family is going to disappear. Ah, uh, yeah. That makes and, sense. And he's going to get into the fight then because you just killed my fucking family. So, yeah, the reason why he stopped being in the Avengers, basically. Yep. So I fully believe that's going to be where that gets him next into yeah. the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, what I think is going to happen in the next movie is the good guys are going to win. I would hope. I would hope so. Or they're going to use this as a way to launch replacement characters. I no I nope I I think two things one they keep saying it's the end of the MCU. Well, it's not the end. Well, they've they've announced they're doing phases after this. Phases and they're doing different movies, right. but are they all going to be connected? Mm. What if when those people disappeared, those people didn't die? The people that vanished were actually still alive, and everyone else was dead. Also, the thought of they are in a different universe. Right. Maybe and, they're in the cancerverse. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. It'd be a little bit hard to all of a sudden <laughs> just introduce put, the yeah, in the screen. Yeah. No, I think though that when they say the end of the MCU, I almost feel like they're setting up to where they can now have these properties be their own universes. Spider-Man mm. is in his own universe. Mm -hmm. uh, there is no connection. I Iron Man or, or anything. You have the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of in their own universe. Sure. And so they've now made them their own things. Right. With the possibility of having some quantum realm warping in between. I don't necessarily know if I like that, and I don't believe that, but it, it, it's a possibility. Yeah. But 100%, though, they say when these things are final, we know uh, Chris Evans, Chris Helmsworth and Robert Downey Jr., their contracts are done, and they, all three of them said they don't, well, except for Robert Downey Jr., said they don't really want to reprise their roles. Right. Where I really see it going is Chris Evans is going to make some sort of sacrifice. He's going to be dead dead. Mm -hmm. I believe they are going to get, they're going to probably have to go and get the gems themselves, maybe 
Chris Evans sacrifices himself to get the Soul Stone. They're going to snap their fingers, bring the people back. Um, Vision obviously isn't dead dead, but he, he didn't need to have the gem to begin with to be alive. Right. However, his old personality, him loving Wanda and everything is not going to be intact. Yeah. But he got downloaded enough, so I think he's going to be safe. We already know these people's movies are coming out. Right. I mean, Chris Pratt just said Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is filming soon. I know that the head people at Marvel have put a stop to talking about what movies are coming out because they don't want to really reveal then... What has happening. Yeah, like they, I think they already War. kind of feel bad, like, well, shit, we already announced Spider-Man 2. We probably shouldn't have because then people would really think, oh, maybe these people are dead dead. When right. We know they're just comic book dead. Yeah. Which would be great if they actually right. made the in-joke about that. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with Chris Helmsworth. Uh, maybe he just becomes rides the lightning just becomes something yeah however uh i think that robert downey jr is going to finally retire and he might actually have his happy ending that would be i don't see them all those all everyone dying like just kill off the original slate like i know they still have scarlett johansson wants to do and they already talked about having a single uh black widow movie right so we have, that's the only thing, plus another Mark Ruffalo movie, I guess, beyond Avengers 4. Yeah. Those are the only two, but out of the originals, they're not really going to be needed. So I almost feel like it might be Avengers disassembled. It could be. And well, and they're doing a very good job of, um, they, they want to make this universe more focused on females a little bit and they're doing a very good job building that because there were a bunch of fight scenes in this movie that were entirely focused on the female characters which is awesome and badass and can we talk about how powerful Wanda is in this fucking movie finally yeah finally finally I wish that they would have made Jean Grey like that in all of the movies because the power is equal in my mind their Mm -hmm. power is equal finally fucking Wanda gets her due only person that can destroy this whole stone obviously the minute she did it josh was like oh he has the yeah he has the time jen he's just gonna fucking reverse time <laughs> and i God saw that it. totally coming <laughs> says with some other people thinking that there's gonna be a happy ending and then they save the day I like know. that's not and to see a she had to kill him so that's that weighs on her conscience oh for the God. rest of and her then life she had to watch him be killed yeah <laughs> I mean, how terrible is that? You killed the one you love, and then he comes back to life, and then you have to watch him then be murdered. So, what? yeah. That's... She's going to go crazy. Like I said, She's that gonna one... She's going to go no more mutants crazy. Wait, did she... Did she die? She also got killed, okay. too. yeah. But she also... Well, she disappeared. Yeah. Just like all the rest of these newcomers yeah. that are going to be around for a while, so that's speculation at best oh, of what... Oh, yeah. That was all the newcomers, wasn't yeah. it? That's why I was saying the people that left are going to be alive because everyone that's still there is then technically dead because they're all... Oh. oh I thought you put two and two together. No, I was trying to also drive. Oh. So... <laughs> I was only half listening to what you were saying. Also trying not to kill us. <laughs> so, um, ultimately... Great movie. Oh my god, so good. 
so good. So much to talk about. You can't even... The movie was two hours and 40 minutes long, and you literally need, like, six full days to talk to people about it. That's how much shit was packed into it. And there's even more stuff that I, like, just now thinking, like, okay, we're going to wrap this up. Bringing up the... I had mentioned before the trailers weren't exactly what was shown, and we didn't talk about it on the air because that would give some stuff away. Right. But as everyone well knows, there was the trailer of them showing them going into the Battle of Wakanda mm-hmm. with a Hulk. Yeah. They didn't have a Hulk. No. They had a Hulk Buster. Right. That was like some very foolery trickery. I loved that storyline too, that Bruce, like the Hulk was done. He was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And he's like, I'm not coming out. Sorry, Bruce. Not coming out. <laughs> well, I also, I personally loved that there was a... Uh, it was more Bruce. Yeah. Like, Bruce fighting this time. Yeah. So, Bruce had to kind of armor up. Bruce had to think. And, and the few times where they are fighting with each other, like, it made Hulk be like a, a little he scared was like baby. He a brat. yeah. Well, scared baby, though. Yeah. Like, he just got his ass, finally got his ass beaten. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to fuck with him again. Yeah. Kind of will make the next, when he does Hulk out, oh my much God. better. Yeah. Another key point that I remember, well, besides knowing that Spider-Man and all of them, you'd think that they're battling within New York when they're really on Titan towards the end. Didn't see that coming. Was the, when Captain America, like, grabs Thanos' arm. Mm. And in the trailer, only shows, like, one gem, one or two gems, when at that point he already had five, and he seconds later got the one from Vision. So you didn't know where that happened. You thought that happened way earlier in the movie. Right. It, it, so they can show off amazing scenes. With, they just have to CGI out a little couple yeah. things. I loved it. I was happy that I didn't know. So that scene you're talking about, and this just goes to show how awesome they made Thanos as a character. When Cap grabs the gauntlet and actually puts up a little bit of a resistance for Thanos, the look on Thanos' face... Not so much like he's struggling. It's more so like, oh, this is harder than I expected by a little. But it was like a (laughs) smug, like, oh, he's strong sort of look on his face. And I was like, oh, my God, that was just the nuances they did with this that character. Well, I felt that that was a a little bit of a look of almost respect, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and he had the same respect for Star-Lord. He had Mm -hmm. the same respect for, um, what was I going to say, Robert Downey, for Iron Man. Yep. Like... He he seems like he's a villain that has, so, well, he does have, I guess, some morals because he cried. But yeah. I guess not well, real moral, but he has a fa- sense of something. Well, because he's, he's, he sees himself as fighting for what he thinks will help the world. And when he comes across a true opponent who is also fighting for something they really believe in, I think that makes him excited because he's not, he doesn't have any real opponents. Not really. You know, he just fucking, especially now he's got the gauntlet, just fuck people up. But... Did you also notice right before he warped away the gauntlet looked destroyed? Yes. That was also interesting. I don't know why they decided that to go that way. And it's... I'm very curious. Because that that seems like a very, very big departure from... You should be able to use the gauntlet however much you want. I mean, obviously, it's probably a way to kind of say he can't use it exactly the same way again. 
because that'd be kind of hard him having the gauntlet and I'm trying to get it off which by the way when they almost had it off oh that scene if you're I wanted to punch Star-Lord in the nuts so hard but he played the character they all did they were yeah. it was as if there was a real life Peter Quill there who I think I, if I was him and the same shit happened you killed my girlfriend yeah I'd do the same thing yeah they it, almost fucking had him though and I love and so and Doctor Strange played such a key role in this because he saw all the futures right and I really think that's why he saved Tony. Because he saw a bunch of futures, and they were obviously trying to do the one where he knew they were going to win. But mm-hmm. he must have known they weren't going to win, because Peter Quill fucked it up. So then he realized it was an alternate one, and he's like, okay, well, the other, the one I saw where we won, Iron Man was alive. So Iron Man has to be alive for this. Yep, and that's exactly why I think that's why, that's the only reason why he would yeah. give up the, the stone. Yeah. Not just for, he would have cared less if Tony died. Yeah. But I think that was where he then saw he needs to keep him alive yep. and do it this way. Yep. Uh, online, I got into a, not an argument, but a discussion with someone of like, why couldn't he just do what he did with Dormammu? Which I go, but they they did. Like, within Doctor Strange movie, when they showed him do, they showed like maybe five or ten cuts of him resetting and going back and restarting. Which, by the way, the the director has stated that he spent more time than just 10 tries. Let's say it was like 10 years worth of him doing that. And each time he could learn a new spell. That's why he's so much more powerful now. And just having it, you could pretty much learn a lot of spells whenever. Right. But anyways, I was telling this person to go, on on the big screen we saw him do that, but we didn't see the many other times he didn't do it. This, we got an actual number... But we didn't see him actually fight them all. We just saw the one fight scene that he, they just yeah. then decided to show us. They played out so, his head. Uh, yeah, so I go, yeah. he did do what he did with Dermammu. Just, you know, yeah. he just said he that just, he did it 14 million it, times. Yeah, they didn't do it cinematically. Which there's also more than 14 million future possibilities. So who knows if if everything and what. But this is the one where they have the best chance to yeah. Yeah. to win in the end. Oh, this is so good. I know. I'm, I'm a little, like... I. I'm sad that it's over. I know. It's like I want my cake and eat it too. I want. I'm like, and I'm looking forward to the next one so badly. I know. I think after that one, I may have a little bit of a a meltdown, a little bit of a what What's next? Like, yes, yeah, sure, I'm gonna look forward to Spider-Man Two and Guardian of the Galaxy, but what's next? I, I don't feel that it's gonna be as as hyped as is building up to something. A crescendo is perfect to this. Yeah. This is the swan song. It is. That's that's the that's the next title, Sw- Avengers Swan Avengers Song. Avengers Swan Song, perfect. Oh. Mail it to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> With that, stay thirsty for Avengers assembling.